Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Hey friends, we'd like to invite you to go check out a really cool project titled Nihilus. It's directed by Logan Solana and produced by Chance McDuffie. The talented folks at Clubhouse Films are putting together a Star Wars fan film called Nihilus. They shot their teaser trailer at the OHD Studios in Columbus, Ohio. These filmmakers have poured so much of their effort into this project and we'd love for you to see it. Be sure to follow their social media account at Nihilus Film. That's N-I-H-I-L-U-S Film. You can also check out their other projects at Clubhouse Films Official. All links can be found down in the description. Thanks for your support and may the force be with you. Hey, Star Wars fans. Welcome back to Star Wars Hangout. I'm Ez. I'm Lonnie. <laughs> Who are you? What's your name? You're Lottie. I'm Charlotte. Charlotte. She, you're, you are known by I'm many Lottie. names, aren't you? Oh, yeah. I, People yeah. have trouble saying have Charlotte. They have trouble saying Charlotte. That's I fine. practiced it for months, and I love it. It's very different. People want to say Charlotte. Charlotte's fine. Uh, yeah, it's fine with me. Yeah. Lottie uh, is works as well. Yeah. Uh, Lottie and a berry. Uh, the Princess of Bright Tree Village. I go all. I have a list, you know? I just The fascination of fourth year. Oh, boy. Start pulling over another podcast. Flur. Flur. Uh, hey, friends. Welcome. How's it going? Hope we, hopefully, everybody's doing really... Hopefully, we can't talk. I mean, I cheesy cow. What is wrong with me today? You're just hopeful. I'm... Uh, no, I'm bumbling through. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because I'm sipping on too much coffee or... <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> not enough. Not enough. Uh, hold on. Let that me tell you. Very what, ambitious. Let me tell you what else we got here. So like, berries, berries and cream. Lottie and a berry. Get it? <laughs> like the berries. Yeah, but I don't have any, so I'm no berry. You're no berry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're Lottie no berry. All right. We're being silly. Sorry about that. Uh, but also not sorry about it. And we're here. We're here. We're talking. It's kind of a big, uh, like a bigger episode. Two things, big things we want to kind of cover today. We want to talk about um, the Tales of the Jedi. Oh yeah, Tales I of the freaking love it. Jedi. I figured you would. Yeah. I thought you would because of the animation style and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So it's gonna be full spoilers on that. We're gonna go through all the different episodes. Talk about episodes one through. Let me just check here. I'm gonna get here six. I think it was one through six. Yeah, looks like it. Anyways, it was a, it was great. It was it was a wonderful experience. So we'll go through that. Then we're also gonna be um, hitting up the Andor. Oh, episode yeah. that mm-hmm. just that just went down so we rewatched that and that was um andor episode eight uh i think it's nar i was just trying to figure out how you say it nar nar narkina narkina it's a narkina narkina <laughs> no idea uh it's a new planet Narkina in star five narkina five there we go uh, new planet in Star Wars, which is great. Andor has been taking us all over the place, right? We've been going to different planets. We've been bopping here, there. There's yeah. tons of little drops that have been like you, you know, yeah. like you said in the beginning. There is mini series within the show, within yeah. season one, even. Yeah, right. For and sure. I, I think that's a really cool way to do it. Yeah, we have those main players that that uh, we've seen throughout, 
and then you have some of the groups where those characters in those those mini arcs, those episodes, like if you will look at it like a three episode arc or four episode arc, yeah. where so you, you meet a bunch of new characters and then they die and then you've got some new ones that kind of like stick around throughout the, the, right. the whole season. It's been really interesting, very dynamic season of, yeah. of Andor so far. So we'll get right back to that, though. Um, real quick here as we pop into some Home One Hangout. How you doing, sweetie? How, how are things going? We just got done recording Shell Cottage Radio. Super pumped about that. Go check yeah. it out. We did a little Hogwarts Legacy dish. Yeah. Oh, my oh. gosh. We're back. I, if I, you know, oh, if we're back. you don't mind me saying that, we're back. No, yeah. Back on track. <laughs> it feels good, right? Because we... We hit the gym um, this morning, and we, we got after it there. We've been hitting all of our goals throughout the week, feeling really good, and back to recording, getting some stuff done for Star Wars Hangout, uh, getting some stuff done for our Harry Potter Hangout YouTube mm-hmm. as well. That's coming up next, and then Shell Cottage Radio. We got guests coming down the line. Yes. Just really cool stuff. I'm honestly truly excited for the coming months, and I feel like we finally, oh, finally like set up the visual component here. Sure. So if you are a listener of the podcast, you guys want to pop over and check out the visual. I'm going to be having some, um, yeah, some of that over on YouTube just to kind of sometimes put p- pictures up. Sometimes I'll just have our faces on there, <laughs> us being silly, whatever. Uh, it's just an extra thing. Really, it's another search thing for us, too. So I don't, you know, it's always kind of weird. You're like, hey, come look at our faces while we podcast. But it's like, really, it's just a throw on YouTube. So that yeah. way uh, we can kind of continue the conversation right. over there. It's all about conversation for us and meeting folks and, and chatting. Do I have berries in my teeth? I think I probably did. Mm, I can't see it. Okay, I'll show not. me your teeth. Uh, let's. I'm, I'm still eating berries, so <laughs> we'll just wait. Yeah, uh, they're good for you. Okay, there. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, home one hangout. How, how's it been? But you know, you've been you've been good. Yeah, really good. Like uh, like I said, we we've been hitting our goals um, the mm-hmm. last week, and I mean, we always try to figure out where's the balance, you know, between oh, we got a hustle, we got to hit our goals, and eh, we just want to enjoy life and eat good food and have a good time. Mm-hmm. So it's we feel like it's life's journey to find that balance because we want to do both and sometimes that means we all have the same amount of hours right we all have 24 hours and in the best case you get between seven to nine hours of sleep during the night so we all have the amount same amount of time but what do we do with that time um and the prior month has been crazy we have been dancing on a lot of weddings that's what we say in german really (laughs) yeah you say you you dance on a lot of multiple weddings at the same time that's kind of a cool saying which is um not considered a good thing because then you can't really focus on you know like can't really be there for one what if you're rehearsing one wedding dance (laughs) right and you're you're in the wedding party and you're trying to do that dance right and you 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 think you're at another wedding mm-hmm. that you also were rehearsing for and you mess it up. Yeah. Goodness, that just ruins <laughs> someone's day. That would be that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Know? It basically means you put too much on your plate is what you yeah. would hear say here, right? Yeah. Too um, much on your plate. And we didn't really we wanted to finish some things and didn't really get to record as much as we wanted to for our projects here. Yeah. Um and still you're going to college, you're doing your classes. Yep, um, yep. I'm working full time as well. Yep. So it, it it sometimes feels like there is not enough time to do everything we want to do, but that's why we're working so hard to get to a place where we really feel comfortable with that balance. So I feel like we're on yeah. a really good journey path, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, for sure. And so for some of you who I also want to bring on to the show, um, I've kind of put some of that on on hold. At some point, I'll bring people in. Still have some transmissions we're going to be reading, but it is so 
we're trying to squeeze in recordings, you know, between a lot of different things. So we're definitely yeah. still hitting our weekly goal, which is like, we're not sure if it's going to be recorded Saturday morning, Sunday morning. Is it going to be Wednesday right after it comes out? So our goal is just to get these out weekly. And so, so yeah. far, so good. I'm proud right. of us, actually. Me too. We're, we're doing a good job. So it just is a little tricky when we're trying to coordinate with different time zones and schedules and stuff. But at some point, we're going to bring that uh, around. It's something, it's the mm-hmm. evolution of the podcast, I guess. Still early. Podcast still in its infancy. I know. And we're growing. Thank you for everyone who has subscribed, who is listening, oh, and who has, so who has written in for like transmissions and stuff. I think, uh, remind me at the end of the show, we have a couple of these transmissions that I would love to to read for folks just because mm-hmm. we've got some um, origin stories, thoughts on episode seven, uh, different things. We got Tino, Matthew, uh, Andrew. Cool. Yeah, really cool stuff. So, do you want pumped. that Oreo? No, you uh, please. Absolutely. Just, yeah, do I want that Oreo? Actually, I do like Oreos. These are, by the way, mm. these are the special kind. What are these? These are like caramel, the caramel something? Oreos or something. So they're on another mm. level. But, uh, yeah, I feel like you're... Once in a while, you just need one. You got to. You got mm. to. I tell you what, Cassian wasn't eating this good. No. He oh wasn't eating... No. When I saw him, like, put that in his mouth real mm-hmm. quick, I'm like, you know, for five seconds, and he's got to go. Ugh. Gosh, it's terrible. I thought it was interesting that they said in the episode this week for Andor that you could, you could add flavor. So yeah. sometimes it was just nutrients. Had no taste really. It yeah. was very bland or whatever. I just imagine like a gray paste that's like really yucky mm-hmm. uh, consistency yeah. that you really don't want to swallow, but eat, because they say you learn to eat it. Right. Yeah, for sure. All right, friends. Here we go. Tales of the Jedi. Let's dive into it. Let's talk about oh, yeah. this. Let's do it. Here we go. I've got the uh, titles here. We'll run through them. We have episode one, life and death. Episode two, justice. Episode three, choices. Episode four, we had the Sith Lord. Episode five, practice makes perfect, and then episode six, resolve. This was such a crazy, interesting adventure. It spanned yes. a lot of different, um, a lot, like a, a large, I guess, timeline. I mean, it was it was all over the place. It went from clear to prior to episode one, uh, Qui Gon Jinn as a young man, all the way to Ahsoka in between episode three and episode four, and sort of what happens to to Ahsoka after mm-hmm. Revenge of the Sith. So, uh, I mean, we'll just go to Lottie real quick here in terms of what did you think about overall experience watching it? What was your favorite thing or or big takeaway that that you enjoyed? I loved it. I loved the first episode with Ahsoka and her parents. That mm-hmm. was probably my favorite still. Um, even though I have to say like, it was so much fun watching the other ones with you and filling some gaps because you were like, there were some jaw dropping moments for you even. And I learned a lot more about the different Jedi and their, their history, their tales basically. But I loved the intro with Ahsoka and her mom and that little hunting scene and baby Ahsoka revealing her powers. And I love the art style. It was, yeah, yes. The art style was great. It's a really good mix. I just love the colors, especially, I don't know what the, what the species is called, Ahsoka species is called. Tegruda. That's okay. Yeah. Say it again. Tegruda. 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 Okay. Um, And they're, is it hair? Is it parts of their head? Yeah, it's sort of, what is that? The blue and white extensions of their heads, basically. Right. Um, And that you can see some of the, um, Stroke like the um, brush strokes 
still like a little bit like almost like it's hand painted but then it's so well animated it just looks amazing to me i love it so much and i love the music in it it had like a kind of like a chinese or asian style vibe and it gave me major avatar last airbender vibes which is not very surprising because dave filoni is mm -hmm. also wrote or, or, or produced avatar right yeah for sure so yeah. that was really really cool and i loved seeing little baby ahsoka <laughs> oh yeah so it was she was so adorable so adorable so they actually so what those are called so you have two large um like cone like horns montrals mm -hmm. on the top the, mm -hmm. the, the montrals and then you have three leku Okay. Uh, hanging down or whatever yeah. i guess too so or they have they could have up to, up to that many so i mean just shout outs to the, i mean they, they have they've been around for a while now but shout outs to the designers or artists who came yeah. up with that concept i mean how, how do you come up with that it's really cool and i always before i learned about their species i always thought she's wearing some kind of hat <laughs> oh yeah no right? because they're yeah 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 it's it's hard to see cuz she has mm -hmm. to wear a headband mm -hmm. like you know to kind of cover that portion yeah. it just looks it, yeah it, but then we fits. see definitely yeah. as a baby they already have it so it's part of their body yeah yeah mm -hmm. and, and ahsoka originally in animation didn't have the same so for like rosario dawson who plays and you actually were going to ask me a question about this you asked right before uh -huh. we started the show whether or not there was going to be a like like us in like an ahsoka movie right essentially. because i googled um tales of the jedi just to have the episodes in front of me the names of the episodes and then it showed me ahsoka mm -hmm. and I, it looked like a real actress mm -hmm. so yeah. i was asking you is ahsoka the tv show going to be a real life show yeah absolutely 100 percent is that's the first time we get to see ahsoka played by an actress right yeah we've actually seen her once though already before that so it was in mandalorian season two when oh, that's she... oh, of course. I saw that. Oh, my oh, did goodness. You? Okay. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I sometimes forget what you have seen and what you haven't seen. I want to rewatch Mandalorian yeah. so bad now because I know all these different characters. You know, when mm -hmm. she first showed up in Mandalorian, that didn't mean anything to me because I didn't know who she was. Yeah, and every, yeah, right. everyone was freaking out. Ahsoka's back, or, you know, that's the first time they saw Ahsoka as a right. real life person. Right. But that was a brand. You had to see, that was the first time yeah. you saw Ahsoka. You're like, True. All right, cool looking character. So I get that. Yeah. When you don't know. And you have no prior knowledge. Mm -hmm. It doesn't stick. It doesn't hit as much. You're sort of like, okay, it's cool. Yeah. Cool looking character. But yeah. you don't know the story or the background on it. Which yeah, is totally different now for interesting. me to, to go back and watch that. That's why I love having you on and having your perspective in terms of being a newbie and asking questions. Even mm -hmm. for me sometimes, like you're asking about the headdress or the the, the, mm -hmm. the leku and things like that. I'm like, uh, what's the name? I, you know, There's so many different new terminology and yeah. stuff in Star Wars that it's a whole world. I mean, it's mm -hmm. a whole like immersive thing. It's just... Yeah. It's, fascinating i love it so yeah but tell okay. me what did you and like when you watched the show we just yeah. watched it for the first time all six episodes uh what did you think yeah so i loved it absolutely loved it i did i, I think the internet was um people are really loving andor and they're saying andor is a great mm -hmm. show we love andor but people instantly switched over and there was this big spike obviously because they dropped all the episodes but to go back and to see dooku Right. Yes. And to see Yaddle and Mace Windu. Oh, my goodness. And like Qui-Gon Jinn, Ahsoka, Anakin. All <laughs> of those are like major, major yeah. players in terms of episodes one, two and three, the Clone Wars, all of it. So it for everyone was this big dose of nostalgia. Yeah. You could go back and experience those things. Uh, even for a newbie like you, you could go back yeah. and learn a lot of stuff. And I was sharing things with you. I'm like, that did we didn't know about that. Like we weren't yeah. sure. Like we speculated as to who deleted Camino from the archives, but to see it happen yeah. is 
another level. You know? What happened to Yaddle? What happened to Yaddle? Oh my, oh, dude, oh gosh, I, I, <laughs> sorry, dude, dude, <laughs> like, <laughs> sorry, because it's like one of those where I'm like, I don't even know. I was a little, I'm upset. Oh my gosh, you're getting teary eyed. I'm upset because I loved the idea that Yaddle was still alive. Yeah. And this confirmed to me that, like, Yaddle was not. Oh, should we put, like, a spoiler I thing? Just... No, I already did. Oh, you did? Okay, I said spo- I said full spoilers. So, okay, sorry. Yeah. And you guys look at... Yeah, by the way, you'll just start to get in the rhythm here. We just spoil everything. So, yeah. it's just what we're doing. You should have watched it before. You yeah. Just click listen. off if you don't in the future. Um, But, no. I, I Yeah. So, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, Yaddle. I mean, <laughs> like, that should just be my tweet uh, tomorrow. Dude, Yaddle. I mean... <laughs> crazy because it is so wild of of all the things i knew that she was going to be in it and i was like this is gonna be Mm -hmm. awesome and to hear her speak was uh bryce dallas howard did the voice for her and and she has directed stuff and been in a lot of different um movies and things and she's uh yeah her her father was a famous director as well to ron howard so just really cool that she did that and she didn't have the classic yoda backward speak thing going on right right? (laughs) yeah right so that sort of helped us in in figuring out like does yaddle talk differently than yoda Hmm. i actually think they did that so they can set up a precedent for grogu's speech Mm. to be honest with you i think the whole thing Mm. is a setup for where they want to go with grogu okay do they want to do the yoda style Mm -hmm. um you know speech speech yeah yeah, Mm -hmm. backwards if you will so I don't know. I could, I could be wrong. Also, it was just really cool to hear. Yeah, it was really cool to hear Yaddle speaking and talking yeah. and and stepping down from the order. So we're bouncing around here. We're not we're not really going to go necessarily in order um, because I think I do want to talk about that for a second. Okay. All right. We we lead this whole thing is this this arc where you're seeing Dooku kind of um, Ahsoka is born and then you're like okay boom we'll come back to Ahsoka. We mm-hmm. mentioned Jedi. She is a Jedi. Yeah. And she's riding in on that wolf thing, and then we'll, we'll get to her in episode five. But then episodes two, three, and four are all about Dooku. True. They're all about his his relationship with Qui-Gon Jinn. And Qui-Gon Jinn was a more, you know, air quote, wiser man than yeah. Dooku. Yeah. And that line was was wild when he when he sort of stops Dooku from the force choke attack and and, and leads them down a, a better path or whatever. Yeah, that that's crazy. You start to see the cracks, the early cracks or the frustration that Dooku has in terms of um, where where he sees the Jedi Council going, their 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 connection to the Imperial Senate. Yeah, really, they're blinded by the Senate and they blindly follow the Senate. Yeah. And Dooku sees that and has an issue with it. Yeah. But instead of separating himself and walking his own path like his Padawan does, like Qui-Gon Jinn in episode one will not take a seat on the council. The council would want him, right? But he mm-hmm. says no. The council is he is too he's so in tune with the living force, mm-hmm. Qui-Gon, that he is just way more practical and and he he's not um I guess influenced as much by Coruscant. And that's okay. a problem. That's actually a problem for 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 a lot of these council members is that they're so and I, I think it was uh, Dooku who said in this that Mace Windu was so uh, bound or, or or committed to the rules, so faithful, yeah. right yeah. to the rules. And well, what if the rule? I mean, 
what if there's a there's a situation that the rules don't cover? What do you do? What do you yeah. do in these other situations? And so Mace Windu like wins his seat on the council mm-hmm. and Dooku does not. Right. Because Mace Windu was following the predetermined, the setup rules, the, the code, the conduct mm-hmm. uh, for Jedi. Whereas Mace or uh, whereas Dooku did not, and it cost a senator's life. But then you also find out that okay, yes, it cost a senator's life, but Dooku really didn't. He didn't cause that necessarily. It wasn't yeah. like he was just investigating it. He didn't know it was going to cause someone's life. Is it risky? Should they have gone back and waited and been more patient and, and consulted the um, <clears throat> the Jedi Council? Perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps they should have done that, as Mace Windu suggested. Why wasn't he more vocal in that? Yeah. Uh, why did he go along with it? Right. You know. So. True. Anyway, there's there's a lot of questions there, but it was really interesting to see their dynamic in the total. The, the difference between the two. Mm-hmm. So you then get this situation in the episode, The Sith Lord. This is in episode four. So Dooku is is there. He's just deleted. No, wait, that was the episode prior. I can't remember where that was. Choices. Was mean? it Choices? It was either Choices or, or The Sith Lord where he goes in. Um, Because in one of them, yeah, no, no, it is in, it is in The Sith Lord because okay. he deletes the archives. Yes. Right? And then he's, you're, yep, you're. That's you're, where we see Yaddle and. Right. Um, um, you're you're talking about Qui Gon going to oh, yeah. face yeah. Uh, Darth Maul, and he's wishing him well. They have one final meeting, and he says, "I won't be there to protect you." And he says, "Don't worry, I have Obi Wan." I mean, daggers to the heart. It was tough. Yeah. It's like that's the duel of fates. That's everything, yeah. sweetie. That is like. That's the whole nine yards, all right? This is this is the fight. If Qui-Gon lives, he then can guide Anakin. He can take Anakin Skywalker as his Padawan learner. Yeah. Instead, he falls in that duel because he in, my gosh, the, everything just works out. It's so heartbreaking because Obi-Wan Kenobi is separated. And you remember in, in, in Phantom Menace, he is separated from his master. Yeah. Had he been in the room with his master, they, they were better together. They had Their relationship had grown so like they were so good together, just like Obi Wan and Anakin are later yeah. in the Clone Wars. Yeah. When you see them fight together, you're like, they're in sync, right? Yeah. And I just read this book. It's called Brotherhood. It was a it was a, remember mm-hmm. when uh, Obi Wan the Obi Wan Kenobi show was coming out. That and book came out. It at came the same out. Time. It was awesome. If you haven't read Brotherhood, go read it. And you want it more of like Anakin and Obi Wan yeah. being one and and on the on the same page, like the like the same team. There's yeah. another book also called Master and Apprentice, which is Obi Wan and Qui Gon on that same team and seeking oneness with the force and becoming one and, and giving in to each other's movements and feeling each other and then being sort of in harmony in your fight sequence and as, yeah. as you're fighting together and using the force. So literally Darth Maul gets them in a situation where they're cut off, mm-hmm. where where Obi-Wan is cut off from Qui-Gon and therefore his master is no longer protected. Just like he said when he's talking to Dooku in this episode, in episode four of Tales of the Jedi, he says to Dooku, don't worry, Obi-Wan's with me. Yeah. He, he, he's now like sort of my protector. He's this wise uh, student that he's, that he's raising. And it's just, so, okay, full, full parallel there, right? Dooku, remember this, remember when Dooku was, was force choking that, uh, that, that senator or whatever, yeah. and he was using the dark side, yeah. who came over and stopped it? Qui-Gon Jinn. Qui-Gon Jinn was protecting his master, yeah. right? And he's like, just the same way, 
Obi-Wan was going to protect Qui-Gon, and then they get separated, and then Dooku's not there, and then Dooku is hurt by this because he's in league with this Dark Lord already. And he was just like, then he shows up at the end, and he's talking to him, and he was like, you've gone too far. My, think about the cost there, right? So now he gets in league with this Sith Lord. And doesn't say anything, there's no warning, doesn't go with Qui-Gon, is, is now dedicated to this new way in his Padawan. His right. apprentice is killed by, by, I mean, he could have exposed this. He could have, Dooku could have gone to the council, could have gone to Yaddle yeah. and said, I know more about this. Yeah. Like, like Qui-Gon Jinn is right. We as a council should go. Yeah. I mean, like, this is crazy. You, yeah. uh, I don't know. Sorry, it is just so it, that one episode, the Sith Lord, did so yeah. much for Star Wars and that story and Dooku's story and his relationship to Qui Gon, Obi Wan, uh, the Darth Maul, the, the Duel of Fates. It is just wild, and then to see Master Yaddle in tune with all of that, trying to say, "I understand you, Dooku. I get it. We should have listened. <laughs> We're going to Qui Gon's funeral, but we now have to kind of." Um, she stepped down. She stepped yeah. down from the council. Remember I told you before, yeah. I was like, we didn't really know. The, the yeah. big mystery, I think I, have a, uh, I think I have a YouTube short out there as to like, is Master Yaddle alive? Or, or what happened to Master Yaddle after yeah. episode one? We don't know. We did not know until now. Yeah. That's crazy. It is. They answered that it's question. Huge. It's huge. <laughs> it is huge because everyone's speculating about Grogu, right? Right. Uh, who's Grogu's mommy? Who's Grogu's daddy? And then also who saved him during Order 66? Mm-hmm. Was mm-hmm. it Yaddle? Um, I thought for a second Yaddle was going to live. Yeah. And boy, they broke our hearts. Yeah. They broke our hearts. And when the music hits and Yaddle's lifting mm-hmm. up the thing and you're like, oh, and she's trying to bring Dooku back and then he strikes her down. It is just, it's fully cements him to the dark side. Yeah. Right? He's, he's, he, there's no going back. He had a chance there for a second. Yaddle and Dooku could have turned around and ignited sabers against Palpatine oh. early on. Do you think they could, they would have been a match for him? Oh, do I think Yaddle and Dooku would have been a match for Palpatine? I think they could have taken him. I think they could have. I well, I mean, I th- I don't think they could have defeated him. Okay. I don't think I don't want to go that far because I got to give Palpatine credit. Palpatine is the boss. He is. He is the, I mean, he is, he is the Sith Lord. When does he ever practice his fighting fighting stuff? Yeah. And his, you know, dark side of the force. His powers. Powers. Yeah. Great question. So like there is a book called. He's always just like sitting and. Yeah. He's always just plotting plotting away. Well, see, that's the great thing about him is that like he is such a manipulator, a mastermind, uses politics, hides right in plain sight. His force abilities are also in like cloaking his presence from Mm -hmm. Jedi. How can he be sitting across from Grand Master Yoda Mm -hmm. and Yoda can't sense him? Mm -hmm. That is a powerful guy. Yeah. You you asked me once upon a time, is the force with Palpatine? (laughs) And the answer is yes, ma'am. Because the force is with Palpatine and he clearly can use it in ways that the Jedi don't understand and would never would never drift would never even go down those alleys. It's the dark side. Uh, You know, Luke once asked, you know, Yoda, he says, is the dark side stronger? And Yoda instantly you can see him get scared. Kind of like, no, 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 no. But it maybe is. You know what I mean? But it's not. Yeah. That's the important thing, though, is that like we're unsure 
it seems more powerful. Mm-hmm. It does. But the strength, it's really the surrendering, right? And giving in to the will of the force and letting yeah. it become one with you. Let Luke tossing his saber away at the end yeah. of Return of the Jedi and saying, I'll never join you. I'll never join you. I'm a Jedi like my father before me. It's everything. <laughs> it's everything. And I love those lines. I mean, that's yeah. what makes him a Jedi. So anyway, this episode was just wild. Yaddle confirmed, gone. It's uh, it's it's sad. What did you think, I guess, about that? You know, because you you, you kind of know that Dooku is going to turn bad. Yeah. You, like, you, like you knew that at least because you have seen episodes one, two, and three, four, five, and six. And we're filling in some of the, ga- mm-hmm. uh, the gaps yeah. with Rebels. Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, we're now watching the Andor series, we're filling in all those things, but you've never actually seen Clone Wars. Nope. Yep. That's the big one we have to take Lottie through, and we will be doing that here on the podcast. I cannot wait, because this has totally fired me back up to go yeah. to go look into these things. You will see tons of battles between Anakin and Obi-Wan versus Dooku. Wow. Like, it is wild. Sweetie, I'll go. let me give you one little nugget here. Okay. Okay. Things get so desperate. Like, the Jedi Order is destroyed. Destroyed. Yeah. Get this? It's destroyed. We saw Obi-Wan Kenobi out doing his own thing. He's just, he's he's a hermit. Like, he, they lost. Failed, have I, Yoda says. Yeah. Failed. Right? He fails. The failing starts way back here with Dooku. Yeah. And, like, like he could have been a leader in their council. They, they, they just were so... I, they didn't believe the dark side could come back, that these things could happen. They didn't believe that the Sith could return. They were blinded by by their arrogance or by whatever. I mean, they're just, they totally have, they're, mis, they're misguided. They're too committed to their rules and their ways or whatever. So you have, I mean, the, like the, 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 the stuff with Dooku is just unreal. Like when he and Anakin and Obi-Wan are, are fighting, it is just... Um, I don't know. It's it's heart. It's more heart wrenching now that you've experienced this. Yeah. Like this 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 uh, this episode with the connection to Qui Gon and the way that it could have gone and how yeah. things could have been different. It just um, I don't know. It's got me so fired up. Sorry guys, I just went down like a, a crazy tangent and I I don't even know where I ended up. Sorry. No, I, ba- I I can only imagine if you're if you've been a fan for so long, and like filling these gaps with that little, and, and that's what. They do so well, the Star Wars universe or, you know, um, what's the big behind Star Wars? It's just Star Wars. It's yeah. Lucasfilms, right? Lucasfilm, yeah. So they do it so well where they give you the movies, the real life movies, but also the animated series. All the, you know, books are there, there in, you know, on their own kind of, yeah, but yeah, not yeah. really. And I love how you get nowadays, we get so many shows that are movie lengths. And mm-hmm. a little bit darker, a little bit, you know, more yeah. adult types. And I think they do it so well do that. They have that mix of animated and real life shows. And the, the, the shortness of those episodes, but how jam packed they are, it is so well done. Yeah. I mean, I am just starting to get into the universe, but I can only see this is so well done. How short the episodes are, but little nuggets you get here and there, little gaps that are filled in. Yeah. That, even like for me, seeing an episode, I think five, when we see more of Ahsoka when she's a little oh, bit older yeah. and training, and we see um, um, Anakin. A- no, a- Anakin, yes, Rex. and um, Captain Rex from from Rebels. Oh, 
from Rebels. Um, um, Rex. Kanan. Kanan. Yeah. Oh, Kanan. We see little Kanan there just watching. Yes. His name's not even mentioned, but you pointed it out to me and I was like, yeah. wow. With his master, that is so Deba cool. Balaba. Yeah. Yes, he's yeah. sitting there on the side watching yeah. all those things unfold. And they just walk by when um, Anakin pulls Ahsoka to the side and they talk yeah. secretly and we just see Kanan like, wow, that was so cool. That was so cool. Yes. Master. yes, yes, yes. And yes. just little things like that. I mean, I know how I would freak out if they would fill little gaps like with mini tales like that about I don't know, the Marauders or you oh, know, yeah. something in the Harry Potter or Wizarding World universe. Yes, yes. Because I would lose my mind. It, so yeah. I know how you feel. <laughs> right. Well, we, yeah, because you're so emotionally connected to it and yeah. you grew up with it and it was a part of your childhood. There's that nostalgia piece yeah. or just it's been shared with you. Um, and that's, that's what I'm hoping too with this is that like the more... See, that's a great one because you were connected to like Rebels. We did. We have mm-hmm. this whole experience where you and I started our, our Star Wars journey with Rebels and working through those. And we really started it back in Costa Rica, working through episode yeah. one, two, and three. True. But we went and we, we started recording our Rebels rewatch. And so, that, by the way, we posted that first episode here and we're going to continue to post season one. And then we'll be posting uh, season two once we get to that. Uh, but I'm excited for you guys to, to, to hear that. And as Lottie said, you have this Caleb like drop you've got Caleb Doom or Kanan Jarrus mm-hmm. that's who he is he's in that episode and you're like whoa mm-hmm. because you you have a prior experience with it and yeah. you're now making a connection now you have the experiences with Ahsoka yeah. when Ahsoka series comes up and some of these other names are dropped or mentioned or when she mentions her master or when Ahsoka says I was trained by one of the greatest yeah. Jedi yeah. of all time you're like whoa yep. that's Anakin Skywalker yeah. And you're like, that's that's a huge deal. So here's here's where I, the, the other big thing I was leading to, and I, this is a way longer conversation than I thought was going to be on yeah. Tales of the Jedi. I apologize for that, but no, also, no, but it's so good. It's crazy how much is packed in here, and I never really know how much is packed in there until I start talking about it. Yeah. I'm like, oh my <laughs> gosh. So they literally, Dooku is so important to the separatist cause in episodes mm-hmm. one, two, and three, really two and three, um, that there's a book. This is one of the coolest books out there that they, that they written which was, um, it's called Dark Disciple. I think it's what it's called. Yeah. And it is a book where in which the Jedi Council convene a top secret meeting. Okay? Okay. Like, this is high-level stuff. And they are meeting, meditating, seeking a way, uh, trying to figure out what to do. And they do something very un-Jedi-like. Okay. So, and it just shows you how far they've, they've, they're willing to like dr- do things that are uncharacteristic of their code or who they are, mm-hmm. uh, but yet they're willing to do this in wartime and they weren't willing to listen to, to people who were, you know, like Dooku or Qui-Gon Jinn who were working outside of the code or, or, or more in tune with the living force or in tune with prophecy and things like that. They weren't willing to listen to those yeah. things, but yet they'll do something that goes against almost their very code, yeah. which was the assassination attempt of Count Dooku. In that book, they are sitting there, and I think it's Mace Windu who proposes an assassination. And Obi-Wan's like, no way. That is not the Jedi way yeah right and then they all contemplate they debate and Master Yoda walks over to the window mm, difficult decision he's <laughs> he's like you know doing mm. Mm. <laughs> and uh, doesn't know what to do he hears people out etc and Yoda caves and he's yeah we need to take him out they don't normally like operate like we're going to go on a stealth assassination mission. Yeah. That's not necessarily who they are. No. And 
So for them to do that, to, to get that desperate with someone like Dooku, how, how one person, one member of their order could stand so opposed to them and yeah. rally so many people around them is wild. It shows you how experienced and how powerful he is, and it's it's just a crazy yeah. – it's just crazy. Yeah. I'm so glad they did that little miniseries, and it just – it's it's Yes. I didn't so know – see, I didn't know before how important he really was because yeah. he's – we only see him – yeah, just as a, as a figure that leading the twice in- maybe three yeah. times yeah, yeah just a couple of times in the films. In I mean, the he films. has some big moments, but still, like it's right. You're trying different. to figure out he he's leading the separatist movement. Yeah. They're they're breaking yeah. away from the republic, and the republic doesn't want that, you know. Yeah. And they're trying to stop it and and keep unity and peace and prosperity right. in the galaxy. And it's created this war, and it's actually you know you find out Palpatine has he is funding he's how he's helping uh, mm-hmm. this other guy fight his own empire because he wants to destroy the Jedi, which he thinks is an obstacle to his complete power and takeover of the Republic and turning it into an empire. So it's everything. Now, the cool thing is this is Tales of the Jedi, right? Mm -hmm. And you have the tale of one Jedi, Count Dooku, okay? Okay. So Dooku is that he's one of the Jedi who who we're focusing on here. Okay. The other one, who did we start with? Ahsoka. Ahsoka. And so her legacy and what she oh, will do yeah. is so important. And I just yeah. have to believe that a lot of things that they set up here um, will help us answer a lot of questions down the line. And I think it's going to matter in the Ahsoka series. I, I mean, it's just little tiny bits about like her extra training, you know, practice makes perfect, resolve, her kind of going out there and yeah. getting her lightsabers and figuring out how that happens. Yeah. You know, so she fights that Inquisitor. So even when we see which I also think is genius to show us the same scene that we see in the movie now in a different, you know, from a different perspective in a different uh-huh. way in the animated series is Pat May's, um, Oh, funeral. funeral. Yes. Forgot about that. that is a scene, isn't that a scene we see in the movie? Is, we do, do we see, see it. it. We do see it in the movie. Yeah. Yes. I remember that. But they yeah. didn't show us the, uh, you know, I mean, again, it's a long sort of procession as, yeah. as, as they, yeah. uh, her body goes down through there. So we, where we see the cameras, Ahsoka and Bail Organa mm-hmm. and Mon Mothma are Which maybe not there, right? So but cool. But if you had started the camera right. rolling a little earlier, yeah. you would have saw Ahsoka, Bail, yeah. and Mon. Crazy. It's so fun. It so adds good. that context. You're like, yep. whoa, they yep. were there. And that's the thing that I said Star Wars could always do, yeah. is you can always go in and, and add in these things where people were there. Like you can show a famous scene of like Luke Skywalker coming to Cloud City and he's peeking around the corner looking to fight Boba Fett and get Han Solo back. Well, around the mm-hmm. other corner could be someone like a Mara Jade figure yeah. who is someone from Legends I can tell you more about later. Ends, yeah. up, ends up being his wife at one point. But you could you could actually do these different things where you could show other characters who were there, who were mm-hmm. around, who were players. And that's what the EU, the what, what I used to read as a kid, the expanded universe, did. It filled yeah. in a lot of gaps. Yeah. And it's just amazing. So anyway, I think that's probably all I want to rant on any other final thoughts because what did you think i guess just just overall impressions did it help you understand more yes okay answers yes absolutely like that was probably one of the best mini series i've seen so far Mm -hmm. because that added like you said added so much context for me and for you as a long like you've been a fan for a long following this show or the movies for how many how many a years? long, long, a long, time. long time, um, <laughs> and still I enjoyed watching it so because it raised for me it raised a lot of questions and we just talk about it for hours after, yeah, <laughs> after we watch it I just 
ask away and now we can kind of capture it here on the show because i have another question about um yeah ahsoka how do you know how long she stayed with the farmers how many like how many years mm. passed between her um the funeral and then her actually hitting up um Bailagana? yeah great question there's a book um ek johnson i think was coming out on twitter too even talking about maybe some of the changes that took place or i don't know creative uh differences liberties whatever mm -hmm. it was that they that they did with the ahsoka story mm -hmm. because she wrote a book called ahsoka right, right and i don't know exactly the timeline whether it was you know five years or so after, okay but it's been some time she takes so... her time and pops around a little bit there but that's five years after episode three but that's when you know that's around the time when we also see leia meeting Kenobi, uh, Obi-Wan, right? When Bale is mm. looking for Leia, because she's like around five, six or whatever. Yeah, so I think at that point in time, ooh, that's an interesting question. Had Bale already had, oh, because, yeah, Soka doesn't know the secret. You know, you think about the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, why mm -hmm. did Bale Organa reach out to Obi-Wan yeah. Versus reaching out to Ahsoka. If he was already talking with Ahsoka mm -hmm. and in communication, because it's ten years prior. It seems like maybe, maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was a little bit longer. Maybe it was longer until they 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 became in communication with yeah. each other. But either way, um, Obi Wan is there, and he has these this, uh, the secret holder. He knows yeah. sort of that these are his children lived yeah. on. Um, and Ahsoka doesn't really right. She didn't know that Padme and Anakin had kids. So right, and it wasn't even sure whether even though or she not... was close with Padme. Don't you wonder if she ever noticed that she was Yeah, but she remember she uh, so the thing that you haven't seen and this is so cool because you haven't seen, <laughs> this is something that you'll see later in in um in Clone Wars. Okay. She's expelled from the Jedi order. Oh, Spoiler. That's why she couldn't be Ahsoka. there. I mean, that's why she's not around for reason. episode 3. Yeah. 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 So she leaves the Jedi order because of uh, like the council makes a poor decision. Okay. And they expel her. Yoda and all of them, they expel Ooh. Ahsoka from the Jedi Order, and they were wrong. That's, and that's that's another reason why Anakin is I was sort of say that right. Yeah, another reason why he doesn't trust the Council. Mm -hmm. What? This is his a Padawan. Yeah. You what? You expelled my Padawan from the yeah. Jedi Order? I mean, it. Everything that was needed for him to fall. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes. Ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Was there. Yeah. It's crazy. But yeah, so that's one of the reasons why they, she wasn't as close and maybe didn't know. And then mm -hmm. as she comes back, she's still sensing her master and Padme wasn't there uh, when she came back in the final season yeah. of Clone Wars for that. So yeah, over time, you know, between episode three and then Rebels, she starts to learn a lot more about Anakin. She fights. Well, I can want to say, I, actually, we haven't got, we haven't got there in Rebels, right? You know, Ahsoka is in Rebels and you also yes. know, who else have you seen? Darth Vader. We are True. in... We are in season two right now. Mm -hmm. So friends, get your, you know, get your caps ready because like Lottie is about to go through that whole journey and there are people out there who are rebel diehards and I'm one of them yeah. because it's so, so good. I'm excited. I mean, it Let's is watch so, it tonight. I'm down. We will watch it tonight and start recording the season twos. Um, so anyways, yeah, just, just great. Okay. Let's, anything else? 
Anything else there before we switch gears? No, here? just wanted to say I really, really enjoyed watching Enjoy it. it. So yeah. I hope is there going to be more? I'm not sure. I don't know. That's s- seems like that's the only thing that they've done so far. Um, but I mean, sometimes and, they they get yeah they might they might keep that and feedback say, and they're like wow let's fill in some more it. stories. Yeah, they might. Yeah, they might tales of the Jedi and just go back and tell more <gasps> tales. Tales yeah. of the Siths. Mm, mm, Give mm. me some more, you know, well, background on them. People would love that. Tales of the Troopers. <laughs> just give Ta- me some stories about just the, the troopers. Just the tales of the <laughs> Senators. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I know, but you know no, what I, know. I mean. I know. It's just cool. F- filling in the gaps well, is always fun. So you would really like, then, I think, Clone Wars. Oh, it's, yeah. It's very fast-paced. It's very easy to watch. I think so, too, because I watched like one or two episodes that you had on in mm-hmm. the background, and I already kind of enjoyed yeah. seeing it. They're very While simple. I was doing other things, yeah. I think the I think people's favorite part with those is that like all the Jedi that you see on the Jedi Council and other Jedi, they all have their own stories in those things. Yeah. Like they have full missions with Ahsoka and Anakin, and you get to compare their powers. And yeah. They 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 drop epic lines, and you're like, "This is awesome." Yeah. <laughs> like it's crazy. So. I can't wait. Okay. All right. Let's shift some gears here, and let's um. Uh, or let's crank on the equipment, I guess, in the nar- Narcana, Narcina, whatever it's called. Narcina 5. No, yeah, nar- Narcana no? 5. I have no clue how to say it, so sorry. <laughs> uh, let's, let's jump into episode 8 of Andor. This was, again, full of Easter eggs, different things. Um, THX uh, 1138 is a film that George Lucas made. I think I told you this before the show. This whole prison sequence where Andor goes in, and he's he's there in prison. That's a a whole. I'd never seen the film itself. It's one of it's a film that George Lucas is really known for. You okay. know, he's creating before he creates Star Wars. Uh, he does he does that. I don't remember if he was a student at the time or what his what that was for. But it's a it's a it's a film that he made, and it uh, you kind of have this dystopian society where they're dressed the same, all like the guard uniforms, the floor, right. the the whole the, the whole nine yards. It was yes. a very interesting. Um, how how this episode paralleled like they, this prison uh, sequence or this scene because they're almost in a different world, right? Yeah. They're so locked away from everything else that's going on. Even those prisoners are like, "What's mm-hmm. happening on the outside?" Oh yeah, they have no idea. Yeah, no clue. Cut off from all other, you know. Yeah, and super interesting. I don't know, I don't want to go super deep right oh, yes. now, but like the interesting structure hierarchy within that, where other inmates are like, you know, the they are in charge of their units right and they compete against each other yeah so that's very interesting that other inmates they get there's a hierarchy of inmates yeah oh yeah yeah for sure so some of them get that's why they're you never see those guys again that we see in the beginning picking them up um doing the first fry fry (laughs) yeah the first fry yeah (laughs) (laughs) um they never come back because no. it's all the other inmates regulating this stuff. Yeah, yeah, for like sure. Setting this the system is very interesting. Right. Yeah, I know. I I am. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. This this was this was so different. You know, you you talked in the first several episodes about like how we would be in one setting with Andor, and then mm-hmm. what we saw in Coruscant was just so so contradicted or yeah. was so contrasting, I guess, to what was happening there in the prison. Yeah. Like, they continued that idea of, like, where yeah. we're going to go here is completely different from over here. Right. And, like, there's different problems, different yeah. things, different systems. 
a different view on the empire and what's going on. Mm -hmm. You have the political view in Coruscant. Then you've also got the prisons and what they look like. Yeah. And then you have like imperial occupation on Ferrix. They're back there with right, um, right. Aunt Petunia. So it's just crazy. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's uh, that's a good point. Yeah, we did see this different dynamic with the prisoners and what's going on. Yeah. You know, we, we had the guy, by the way, uh, uh, Andy Serkis, who is the is like the lead sort of, um, I don't know, He's the leader to their room or this mm -hmm. this division of labor force, prison labor force. Smeagol. Smeagol. Yeah. And then Supreme Leader Snoke, who is in the sequels of Star Wars. So he's yeah. the Supreme Leader. People were like making there's all these memes like Snoke. Like they because he was, you know, again, doing the CGI and was just the voice and yeah. he just did a funny voice or a different voice for Snoke. Um, but clearly we all know who that is and yeah. we appreciate his his work on that. Uh, and he ends up being in you know, he ends up being in this that's cool you know, playing yeah. a different character and so people are like oh it's there's snoke it's his early origin <laughs> story but yeah <laughs> so anyway they they we really get some like there's so many things going on here with the isb agents i th okay i thought by the way too we're going to kind of combine you know we're always looking for that one word each i think oh yeah mm -hmm. i think we'll each no no this time i got it for both of us okay cool. so it's just unnerving the whole thing Every, as you go through here, and actually you can almost apply this to several different episodes of Andor, like there's moments where the characters themselves were unnerved. Yeah. A little bit. One guy commits, I mean, he steps out onto the yeah. onto, onto the pad and, and kills himself. Yeah. Um, you also have the the clanking again back on Ferrix, right. and they're all like trying to figure out right. what's going on and who, why the Imperials are taking people and, yeah. in, and interrogating them. Um, you have all of this spying going on with, with Mon yeah. and Luthen it's all unnerving. It Things is, are getting set in motion. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah. Feel that everywhere. You're, it's a, it's intense. You're you're on edge the whole mm -hmm. time, and the music also puts you in that feel as well too. It's a very urgent sort yeah. of music and sequencing. Yeah, and then even just all of the, like when they're in the prison, right, and they're cranking and they're making. By the way, we're mm -hmm. theorizing here. They're making some stuff for, for the Death Star. Yeah, probably. Who knows? Like power, like converters or something, or some, yep, some that's big. What we're thinking yeah, yeah like a generator or something that that might um that they're piecing together i don't know if you guys have thoughts i haven't really seen anywhere where people yeah, know I mean, what they're making i mean we see that there's not just their unit but they're like they have one little unit within the big island unit and then they have tons of those islands on that planet like it seems like this planet's only only for the prisons right mm -hmm. and yeah. we see tons of them and if you think about it i mean the death star is huge where did the where did they make all that material all the like you said generators and weapons and things for that right yeah, yeah. so that might as well be yep it, yep it, i mean it would fit with cassian being you know involved in that and then later he's the important guy who delivers yeah. the plans and uh, not delivers the plans but Oh yeah, but it helps. But yeah, it helps. helps to, yeah. yeah, helps. It, well, so for sure, it's all spread out. It's all compartmentalized, yeah. and and we're starting to see that. There's different prisons. I bet you remember when he was coming out, and they were sending you know, where's your home planet? They were asking you where your home planet was, mm -hmm. and they're sending you away from you know the, as far as as far away Ooh, as they can, maybe, yeah. from your home planet. I don't um, remember what did he say. Uh, he just picked a different planet. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't even remember the one that he yeah, picked okay. or whatever because we just watched it. But right. he um picks a different planet and depending on where you said they sent you somewhere mm -hmm. so what i was thinking is that like this is probably all these different like w like labor they were, everyone coming out of there seemed like they were fit for labor force yeah and absolutely. so yeah they're spread they're working on different components 
uh, those different transports were taking you to far different regions that were all yeah. secretly working on something for the Death Star. <laughs> Could be wrong, but it just, it just seemed like that was that was the way of it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, just, to, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was just thinking um, as we talk about that prison, there's definitely already some kind of communication going on between different inmates, different... We saw some sign language communication and we'd see that there's so many different units and they all, um, when they get ready to go to their dorms or whatever you want to call it, yeah, um, they all stand there in line and for some reason they made it all glass so they can see each other. I don't know if there's a deeper reason behind that. I mean, if you think about a prison, is it good to see the other inmates standing there? So we all have, you know, we're all watching you. Is that... you know but at the same time you leave there is now a way for them to communicate right and And we see that that they totally make use of that using sign language to kind of communicate or whatever yeah Yeah, for sure i wonder i haven't got a chance to break it down or look into this but i I kind of wonder if there wasn't something go you know what was being said there Mm -hmm. and and is cassian going to kind of pick up on that and maybe maybe figure that out i think that would be the actual like words in sign language they said yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah for sure for sure yeah i wonder if you could yeah, if you speak sign language, could you make sense of it? Right. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Sense. If you can, let us know. If somebody's broken <laughs> broken that down, like that would be really really cool to see. So, um, yeah, it's just been that whole prison sequence is really interesting because they're in there working on something. I think you're getting a sense that. Do you feel like Andor is really just because you said, well, what, I wonder how long he's here for, and yeah. does he really get a taste? Does he start to kind of get the feels or get the taste for rebellion? Do you think he's mm-hmm. going to start to develop those? Oh, yeah, he already is. I think he already yeah. is, feels how unfair. I mean, there's he did nothing. Even though he was guilty of something, They there's no way, you know, that person who um, arrested him could have known. So at that moment, he was totally innocent. Yeah. Um, and now he, yeah, told, I mean, he, he experiences firsthand what they're doing to the people. Yeah. And yeah. I think that totally sparks the the rebellion in him. Yeah, too. for sure. Now, we also were speculating, you and I, that he's probably going to break out of this prison yeah. himself. I yeah. was thinking someone was going to come help him. Mm-hmm. But I think a prison breakout or them destroying a facility like this mm-hmm. would be a huge newsworthy thing. Yeah, I liked when you said that. That's right? another thing. I mean, if we think about it and he's really going to make the news again. Yeah like that he now we really understand how big of a role he plays in the rebellion movement yes yes and it's why he gets to the position of this sort of chief intelligence officer you know captain andor who is going to be in charge of some of the the most top secret missions because he gets that far in and i just feel like it's yeah it's huge i just want to say like how what Luthen says it is so important that you let everybody know that they're there even though you don't want to you don't want the republic mm-hmm. yeah. the the empire the yeah. empire i'm sorry the empire yeah they're one and the to, same remember yeah right yeah. I, know, yeah. I know i know um but you don't want them to know all these individuals but you want everyone to know they're there because i remember in rebels when we get that moment with um with Ezra mm-hmm. who understands how important it is to let the people know there is the rebels are there oh, we're hope there is my hope my gosh you know? yes so remember when Dedra says that and by the way I figured out it's not Deidre it's Dedra it's Dedra yeah. so uh finally got that down <laughs> so when Dedra says that this is an announcement 
they're announcing like we yeah. are in rebellion. This is this is yeah. this is a, a call to other other rebel cells. Yeah. And we see that later in this episode when Luthen goes and sees Saul Guerrera. And yeah. he was like, did you do it? And he's like, nah, did you do yeah. it? Maybe. What about you? No? Yeah. Okay. And they kind of go back and forth yeah. and they play that game. But what was interesting is you could see that Saul thought it was brilliant. Yeah. Masterpiece. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. And it it was an announcement, as, as Dedra said. Like, it's sort of this big um, call. And Mon Mothma's yeah. like, we're exposed now, right? Like, what, like this, this is crazy. And at some point they had to, though. Yeah, because at now we point, see Aunt Petunia. She's Fired like, up. Wants yeah, to join those rebels. We need to. Yes. And it's so it's so crazy that she is that close uh, to Vel and Senta, who are watching yeah. her, yeah. looking for her son, and how important he will be to the rebellion. But they still a lot of mistrust, and can we trust him? Are you mm-hmm. dedicated to the cause? To what level? All those things. Like when we, that's an interesting thing in, in Star Wars is was smugglers and bounty hunters and things like that. Like, can you trust them? Are they if somebody pays them more? Could they turn on you? Yeah. And that's the big yeah. shift and turn in, in Star Wars. So they don't know where Cassian right. is is going to fall in terms of um, be, being loyal to this right. rebellion or to Luthen or whatever. He's just out for money and he's just he's gone. So yeah, in, interesting. Uh, okay, so like uh, sh- shifting gears, I want to go to two more topics before yeah. we bounce out of here. Um, everything in Luthen's store. Everything in Luthen's store. I'm going to share with you guys real quick just a breakdown of this. There is a Jedi Temple guard mask he has a jedi temple guard mask okay okay how he got that who knows uh he's got a gungan plasma shield okay so in episode one he's got star killer's armor we believe which is in legends that was sort of like darth vader's other apprentice wow yeah big stuff big stuff sitting there i I hope sorry i hope luthan turns out to be a Jedi, some you know, some sort of jedi, jedi or some or sort of like connected to them of, yeah. in some way yeah yeah he might not be but i think I he has a lot of their artifacts doesn't he he has a lot of yeah. interesting and i know artifacts. i know i know i know that it's cool to show us the rebellion the people who have power beyond like you know it's it doesn't always have to be the force we also have other people who fight for the cause yeah yes um, that's cassian that's who we're seeing in right. cassian yeah yeah yeah, but sure. I don't know. I, I think it would be cool if he was somehow connected to the Jedi Order. Me too. Me too. Uh, we also have Mandalorian armor in, in Luthen's shop. We have mm-hmm. that. Uh, various items that are frozen in carbonite. So Han Solo is frozen oh, yeah, in, yeah. in carbonite, and mm-hmm. you see all those racks of things that are frozen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have, more, most importantly, a Jedi and a Sith holocron. And what I've been saying is that, like, you see on the shelf a this this pyramid sort of holocron and this cube holocron. Yeah. That is a Jedi and a Sith holocron, which right. is where they store their knowledge and teachings mm-hmm. about the Force. Mm-hmm. The fact that he has two of those is wild. Yeah. Putting the two of them together can grant the user a lot of power and a lot of knowledge. So okay. to me, it is, I know we're going to get there in Rebels, but it is shocking that those two items are on the shelf. Okay beside each other yeah if if only emperor palpatine knew they were there i mean who knows maybe he has some of his own who knows uh but i thought that was really cool so and then i wanted to mention that um uh kalea uh i think is how you say her name she's because it sounds like he's saying leia but it's like kalea okay is or or kyla maybe Uh is her name so she is the the person helping him okay Mm -hmm. like sort of his assistant yeah she seems more intense about this rebellion than he does she is yeah. like fired up about it and is like knows she's ruthless almost. Yep. And you didn't, I didn't expect she's, that. She's like, if we can't make any mistakes, we can't mess this up. Yeah. You know, 
Yeah, so I'm just wondering, like, what happened to her? Where did Luthen find her? How did he recruit her? The whole nine because she seems devoted and dedicated mm-hmm. to this cause and to Luthen big time. Yeah. So that was that was really really neat for me. Um, and then you've got you know um, so okay so we have that uh, just to bounce through some more characters here. Valencenta hunting Andor, and we already talked about Saul and Luthen. Now shifting gears, the other big one, Mon, Mon Mothma. Mothma. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Mon Mothma, what do you think is going on there? What is your gut telling you about Mon Mothma and the relationship with her husband, mm-hmm. uh, Tay, uh, and her daughter? Yeah. Like, what do you think is actually happening there? You're seeing all the looks, right? You're seeing mm-hmm. all the different, like when the camera is focused on Tay and Mon, mm-hmm. Perrin's over here giving them a bunch of side eye. Yeah, it's so. so it's so weird. Like, it's the second time we see her just walking around making connections, trying to get votes. You know, like we get the whole political side of things. And I keep, <laughs> I brought it up to you. Like, why does, why is her daughter not just mentioned, but she keeps showing up and like just mm-hmm. asking to leave and something is up with her daughter. And we already got the notion, okay, they don't have the closest relationship right now because, I mean, one, her daughter is a teenager and they're, they're you know. They're weird. They want to do their own thing. Oh, and sure. Yeah. yeah. Not weird, but I mean, they, they, they want to separate from their parents a little bit more. <laughs> Sorry, you teenagers um, <laughs> listening. You're a little weird. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's just a lot you're going through right now. Yeah, so. but we love you. So. <laughs> um, And, but she, she, I don't know. She keeps showing up and I think there's something going to happen definitely to her family. Something, some, at some point in time, she has to choose between her family and this rebellion. I yeah. feel like. And also what's interesting to me is that she doesn't want her husband to be in the know. She knows he's not to be trusted. Yeah. But at the same time, she just, he's still there. She turns around and immediately starts talking about weird things that are going on between her and Tay and and the, you know, Uh like, and I feel like, oh, shouldn't she be like, and the, the amount of times she mentions oh where's tay have you seen tay uh-huh. and i don't know i feel like either she's not being careful enough yes or or she doesn't think her husband would actually do anything about it because mm-hmm. he is around too much that she for, for, for him to know nothing about what's going on yeah you know and she yeah. she doesn't seem to be too concerned like she just says don't tell him anything don't trust him but she also does not mind to just turn around and talk talking about that yeah yeah things right away do you think that he is in league with emperor palpatine that may seem like a crazy question and some of you are shaking your heads listening right now but is perrin actually in league or has he been turned uh he doesn't seem loyal flat out he does not seem like it every sing, he is very much of all the spies who are spying and we're, we're we're focused on the on her driver and and sort of the the maids right. or the servants coming she in. She knows and everyone's watching yeah. her. Yeah, the one I think you would let your guard around is the, he's also playing a character. Right. We talk about how she's pretending and how she's doing different things. Mm-hmm. Perrin himself is playing almost this disinterested sort of not mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, like the way he acts is sort of like oh my gosh, like almost like he's not really. Oh, this is so boring, and here yeah. we go again, and blah, blah. But he, if you, whenever yeah. oh, she yeah. walks away, laser focused yeah. on her, and he's not around later, as far as I know. Yeah. So, what do you think? What are you, what are you feeling? 
So we learned this episode that they actually what we've been thinking they were betrothed. They were super young when they got married. I think fifteen, and then yeah. she became a senator at the age of sixteen, right? Is right, like a Shandrilla uh, custom or yes. tradition. Yeah. So that makes me wonder, like, if they've been. Clo- I mean, they were husband and wife, so they've been close for so long. How did she get involved in all that rebellion stuff without him noticing anything? Yeah, you know, like what, yeah. he's been around for so long, most of her life, actually. Mm-hmm, how did mm-hmm. how did they and when did she decide I can't trust him? I mean, was she right yeah. away like uh, he's just you know my husband? I guess I have to marry him, but we're not really we're just whatever. Yeah. Um, did he share his view on politics with her? Yeah, at some that's point? what I'm wondering. Yeah, and she was like, mm, he he wouldn't. I couldn't trust him. Yeah, I, I couldn't. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I don't I don't know if he's really communicating with Palpatine. Yeah, I, I, I throw that out as a big sort of one, but I mean, like, it, it would be wild. You talk about, like, yeah. a jaw-dropping thing. Is, Maybe someone in between. Because actually, that would be crazy, right? If, if yeah. Because then Palpatine would be, like, locked in on her, and she would be... on it. Something's going to happen. Yeah. she He's collecting something, or the daughter is spying on her, or something. Something's off. It's yeah. not just dysfunctional. I feel like it's more... Uh, I feel I feel like they are a part of something, or someone's paying them, or... Or he's seeking power, yeah. or whatever. So I, I threw out Palpatine because it's the biggest guy you can throw yeah. out, you know. But it's someone, whether it's ISB or it's someone who works for Palpatine or whatever, mm-hmm. um, because he, Palpatine wants to keep tabs on these senators. He wants to know what's going right. on, what's being said, what are they pushing forward, uh, because they're still big. They're the next sort of hurdle after the Jedi, after right. Order sixty six. It's how do you dissolve the Senate? Yeah, what do you do that? Because he does that by Episode four. He dissolves the Senate. Yeah, so. because we've mentioned they just turned uh, the Republic into an empire from, you know, yeah. it, within one day or a few hours, yeah. actually. Yeah. I mean, there's stuff been stuff going on before that. But how do you not, you, you kind of have to make sure that they're all, you know, in with with the empire and their cause and not like rebel. Like, I mean, that's yeah. where I would seek out or or look first if i was looking for someone who is in the know what's going on in the politics and who can pull the strings Mm -hmm. i will Mm -hmm. look into that because how do i know i can trust them all we just kind of made them an empire overnight so yeah yeah Mm. yeah i know i know i know the only reason too that i want to bring up one more time the reason i bring up palpatine is because in this episode that he said something about like protecting the empire from the emperor and like Emperor Palpatine is discussed in their little circle okay. um, about what they feel in terms of, of, of who he is and how mm-hmm. he rules and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, sort of my last big thought, which was just to talk about Emperor Palpatine and and uh, and, and yeah, how, how he's connecting to all of this and how how Perrin might be related or passing information to him or whatever mm-hmm. it might be or one of his agents. Yeah. So. I'm just wondering how often does he I mean, we see him. Before they turn into an empire in the Republic, we see him speak a lot to the senators in that big that yes. council, but the yeah, the Senate chamber, Senate chamber. Yeah, um, does he still do that now as an emperor? Does he? How Ooh, often do they yeah. get to talk to him? How often does he speak to the senators nowadays? Yeah, or, you know, yeah. during that time, right? So he's got Masamita uh, doing a lot of the speaking. Um, mm-hmm. He so he does from time to time. We don't know exactly, but okay. less and less. I feel yeah. like yeah. more and more he doesn't need to step out there publicly and. Mm-hmm. And things like that. So that's why it was such a big deal when like you, Lauren, and some of these guys said, I've just finished talking with the yeah. emperor. Yeah. You're like, whoa. Because at first the emperor is something that you're like, you see him. He creates this whole thing. He's very he's public. He's a public figure. Yeah. And then he will retreat mm-hmm. just sort of like you would have your emperors back in the day. Yeah. Who 
it's to look upon the emperor, yeah. right? In Chinese culture, yeah. for example, like to look upon the emperor, to be even close to the emperor, like everyone had to bow and couldn't, mm -hmm. couldn't, couldn't look. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like that's sort of what Palpatine shifts into. He yeah. becomes this figure who is not you can't access yeah. you have to go through these different levels and these people report to him that's why i feel like Perrin is is one of those guys i hate to say it but i feel like mm -hmm. something's up and it's gonna be this tragic story really of yeah. for, 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 for mon i mean yeah. Yeah. it sucks but who knows there's a lot of manipulation going on by him with these other other people and their daughter and everything so she's dedicated to this cause and it's about sacrifice. What what is she gonna have to sacrifice right. here? And what is yeah. Tay sacrificing? To yeah, that's what out? I that's what I learned from Trisha from um Watch Party. Oh when yeah. We talked about characters, what are the good characters they need something when you you know, when you she's a writer, um, screenplay writer. Yeah, yeah. And when you write a character, like they have to have something that they sacrifice, some kind of um There's something that's near and dear to them, right? Yeah, the decision that they have to make. So that's a good yeah definitely and yeah because anyway we talked about some interesting uh in, in rings of power just interesting characters that maybe they were lacking it or we just haven't seen it yeah Who knows? yeah right for sure no you're right and that's a good point anyway, by her to, yeah. to talk about like what the characters have to give up and yeah and what they sacrifice and then how they grow through that and how they right. become more dynamic yeah that's yeah. a really important thing well, we definitely so, see that in cassian yeah that was the <laughs> obvious one right yeah. that's definitely very obvious there and so when i also like yeah the dynamics of it like mm -hmm. some of those sacrifices are super obvious in your face mm -hmm. and then some of them like what, what mon's going through you think she has everything you think she has all these mm -hmm. these drinks and fancy parties and everything but boy she's also sacrificing a lot of her yeah. personal life for yeah. um for this cause yeah so yeah i don't know if you guys have thoughts theories on that uh, kind of let me know i would love to hear hear more and speaking of that for the i we're, we, said we're going to do this we're going to bump into this we're going to mm -hmm. go through some transmissions okay yeah yeah we actually have some transmissions from <laughs> Let's folks hear it. so uh tino wrote us in here and i, I again guys if you want to write into the show feel free send that to star wars hangout uh, 77 at gmail.com star wars hangout 77 at gmail.com we will read it on the show uh super excited about that so that was our Andor review and we're gonna pop in uh to tino's transmission here we go so dear ez and lottie um loving the podcast and your weekly thoughts on each episode of Andor. can't wait to hear the rebels rewatch episodes <laughs> as that is some of my favorite star wars Aww. content see i told you it's sweetie coming back guys. i told you people love it so I just finished uh, Andor episode seven, and I noticed something. Everyone's uh, look seems to be kind of seventies inspired. Oh, the haircuts, the mustaches, um, Karn's TV set. I really like that. This helps to visually mm. connect to a New Hope and that era. That's a good point. So cool. the mm -hmm. technology and what they mm -hmm. used it can't be super futuristic, and right. what we have now or right. what we see in movies has to relate to what we saw during that time and, yeah. and fit with the yeah historical Star Wars uh, media we have. So I'm loving the details uh, we get about uh, Andor's background. Did we need a whole backstory about why Andor has that accent? No, but I'm glad we did. All because Diego decided he was going to keep his Mexican accent. Uh, we got that beautiful, tragic story of the children on Finari. I think there's still more to come on Finari as well, too. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Um, side note, when Rogue One came out and I realized Diego Luna was going to be in it, uh, it made my Mexican nerd heart so happy. Uh, anyway, in this episode, we got a lot more about what happened to Andor's adopted father. Now, we're going to back up because this actually comes up in this episode. This was last week and I missed it. So I to, And I told you guys, as you send these in, don't worry about which week it is. Just send them in, get your thoughts, and we'll talk about them. So uh, Luthan mentioned it before. But um, 
let's see. Yeah, we didn't know the details, right, about his father and what happened. So Andor's father was trying to stop people from agitating stormtroopers, and they turn around and kill him for it. Uh, I think this might be why he is so hesitant to jump right into the rebellion. Yeah. He knows that the entire empire is terrible and oppressive, but he has already gone to jail for attacking stormtroopers and does not want to go through that again. Yeah, honestly, he wants to live a good life, and he doesn't. he does not, and I don't blame him for that. He doesn't want to sacrifice his own life. Yeah, for no. the rebellion for the big cause. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, as he found out at the end of the episode, under the Empire, you can be sent to jail for absolutely no reason. Yeah. It was also interesting to see all the different and extremely varied mother-child relationships in this episode. We don't always get to see those type of relationships in Star Wars, and I'm here for it. I really love what this show mm-hmm. has been doing and in interjecting. Uh, more reality into Star Wars by taking a look at what it would be like to live under this type of oppressive government. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, there are too many real-world examples of this as well. My heart goes out to the women fighting for their rights in Iran right now. Uh, also, to mm-hmm. anyone saying this is too political or uh, to keep politics out of Star Wars, I just want to say Star Wars has always been political. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. George Lucas himself has talked about the Vietnam War influence on Star Wars. Uh, If you're here just for the pew-pew lightsabers and space wizards, that's cool. Uh, But we can't ignore the fact that politics has been a part of the Star Wars DNA. Anyway, was not expecting to write this much. And as you uh, are both teachers, feel free to correct my grammar. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. No, No, this was great. Great. Uh, Your brother in the force, Tino. So, yeah, just awesome. Just really, Thank you, you Tino. And it's interesting that you mentioned um, the accent uh, because we switched... I think one day we rewatched one of the episodes and we we switched to the German version because oh, I thought it would, yeah. it would be cool for you to experience it in a different way and I could just listen to it and uh interesting part is the German voice actor does not have that accent. So I'm thinking it might not be I don't know if it's then not that is you know as important to the story. Mm-hmm. Even though we see his background and and it was the, cool where he did comes it, from yeah and i kind of wished they get they would have given the the german voice actor an accent or, or told him to do an accent yeah. or something yeah because i was that was very different when you hear the german voice actor right and you mm-hmm. would expect him to have that accent but he yeah he did, doesn't know yeah, mm-hmm. some of those things don't carry over and that's like you think about those things in foreign language adaptations of yeah of stuff yeah. like wow yeah some I mean, things get lost some things feel different definitely i yes. should look into that like what if germany made like their own you know like show and they needed like we wanted to play it an over english, here and yeah. we needed an english like voice actor let's go sign me up yeah that'd be, that'd be cool that'd be cool you can let me break it down. It was a cool thing to think about because when you first told me that all of those films over there, you you have different voices that you're used to hearing right. for some of these, yeah. you know, uh, American productions of, of right. famous movies and stuff. What so. they try to do is they um, try to keep the voice actors for the same actors. So let's say they, even if they are in different movies, they try if they can get the same voice actors. So you kind of get used to the same voice for the same yeah. person, even though they'd have different roles in different movies, if that makes sense. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. That's Just cool. Just wanted to throw that out there. So, um, but yeah, good, yeah. um, good point, Tino. 
Yeah, it's awesome. Um, okay, one more real quick here. So we have uh, Matthew Johnson, our good friend who hung out there with us on Rings of Power and all of the oh, yes. know, Lord of the Rings. Uh, Matthew. Oh, my gosh. Thanks for hanging out with us. What a wild man. <laughs> he called in like every week for I our know. Rings of Power yeah. show. And then he was there when we were doing our rewatch of the extended edition of Lord of the Rings, Two Towers, yep. <laughs> and, and Return of the King. My gosh. Talk about <laughs> an experience this past summer that we had. It was wild. <laughs> so love Matthew and uh, appreciate him writing in. But he said, hey. Uh, since I'm coming from an unexpected pod, uh, podcast world, it feels fitting that I should write a long email and tell my Star Wars story. Ooh, yeah, let's so hear it. So wanted to mention, feel free, friends, to send this in because I love hearing people's origin stories, what they like most, your favorite characters, movies, all that kind of stuff. Write those in because it's just great. So I got into Star Wars through my dad. I remember him talking. Um, I remember him taking me to the theater during the infamous re-release to see A New Hope. So this was back when they re-released A New Hope in the theaters. Uh, we had the box set of the trilogy, and me and my siblings would watch them all the time. I loved Empire the best, as Lottie loves Empire yeah. Strikes Back. So, yeah. Uh, and still do. Cool. But as a kid, it was because of Hoth. Oh, the battle scene in Hoth and all okay. the, 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 the snow where it's super icy, the ice planet oh, yeah, yeah. with the walkers. Yeah. yeah. So being in the middle school uh, to high school range, when the prequels came out, I naturally loved them. Duel of Fates with Darth Maul. I mean, come on. Uh, I think revenge is great, and I'm always quoting the Obi-Wan and Anakin lines uh, with my buddies. You were the chosen one, right? It's one of those, one of those lines. Uh, video games in Star Wars were huge for me. I love Jedi Outcast and then got into Knights of the Old Republic, which is the best, which I have actually told Lottie that we skipped college classes to play that game my freshman year of college. So it was that. wild. Um, we would also play the old school Xbox game, Obi-Wan, and then Battlefront. I don't think I ever played Obi-Wan, but then, yeah, Battlefront game for sure. Just countless hours of Battlefront 2. I so. get you. Because we just talked about Hogwarts Legacy and how much joy it brought oh. me to play the Harry Potter games and explore the world on my own in I the might, game. Yeah. I might be skipping college assignments in the future <laughs> yeah. to, uh, to play that game too, yep. so... Yeah. Uh, I've read a few books and remember reading my dad's tattered 70s, 80s paperback of Splinter of the Mind's Eye. It was great. So fun to hear Ez bring that up. And that was oh, a nice. book. Yeah. That was like, you know, George was thinking, what do I do? If yeah. I mean, it was written with the idea that maybe the studio wouldn't pick up Empire Strikes Back. And they had to go to a foggy kind of low budget planet. And so they wrote that book. And wow. it was sort of the plan B if plan yeah. A didn't work <laughs> for for it. And that's the first time you hear about Kyber. Interesting. You hear about, yeah, you hear about Kyber, which is cool. So uh, my greatest Star Wars memory involved me and my buddy with toy lightsabers doing battle with about 20 little kids my brother's age, mm -hmm. all armed with sabers, of course, for like an hour. It was epic. No surprise. I didn't have a girlfriend at the time. <laughs> hey, no, that's not. But Lottie's like, you know, yeah. well, I mean, it probably was true, but like he just hadn't found the. Yeah. The girl who that's was, what into, I was saying, you know, like there's. Girl, tons of girls interested in Star Wars, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, like, I can get, I can sip it. I mean, I was also the guy out there fighting with lightsabers, and you were just sort of like, people were like. I love it. it I love it, too, <laughs> and I'm glad that's why you find your person, and you're like, oh, hey. Uh, but it is fun, because I did. I had the people, and shout out to our friend Tiffany, who was also oh, yeah. in that uh, sort of our Star Wars lightsaber fight as seniors that we had. But I get Matthew's thing is some people are like, what are you guys doing out there playing with lightsabers and stuff? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, we are. So, <laughs> like, what's up? 
Uh, anyways, <laughs> I would consider myself a casual fan these days, having not enjoyed the new films minus Rogue One. I really like Mandalorian and enjoyed Obi Wan, and am so far liking Andor. I mean, the opening scene where we where he uh, doesn't want to kill those guards, but then decides he has mm-hmm. to. Wow, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, never seen the animated stuff, but it's fun to get the background from Ez. Uh, I am a lore and Star Wars noob these days. Most of all, I enjoy the pod and listening to you both. Uh, brings me back to some epic Lord of the Rings rewatches this summer. Keep it up, <laughs> Matthew Johnson. Master Johnson. Okay? Yeah, I like that, Master Let's Johnson. Let's go. So really cool. Uh, friends, send those in. You know, I would love just to kind of uh, g- get to know more of you guys who listen and, and send me your thoughts, your your Star Wars story, whatever it might yeah. be. So if you're... That's so cool to hear, like, throughout your life, that yeah. has been something you always went back to. And that's what those stories are for us, right? It's something you can... like, Almost like a safe space. Yeah, yeah. Something you can always explore, go back to, and, and it makes you feel like a child again. Yeah. Sorry, that's what it is. And I think that's a good thing. I don't think there is this, like, oh, finally grow up and you know stop no consuming or watching or reading about that because you share with your kids your friends and you know you have those experiences yeah it's it's a good thing and i think yeah sorry yeah no no no, just the stories are good right i mean there's theme in them there's and therefore all ages and we just talked about to one of your colleagues about it how how good it is to feel it it doesn't matter how old you are you still feel the same you're still the same person even though you obviously you gain experience you go through changes in life but you still you and always stay young at heart you know it doesn't matter how old you are and 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 we love even on swish and flick we um i heard stories about some of the fans writing in and they were in their what 50s 60s 70s or something and started reading the books with their grandchildren i I love that i know i thought it was so cool so i i love hearing stories like that where it's it's just been well, and, and so life. like Lottie and I are both athletes. And so it's super acceptable in society to cheer for the same sports team that you cheered for and to go to oh, games yeah. and pay tons yeah. of money for jerseys and all yeah, this. Yeah, that's you fine, know, right? But... That's all fine. So and, and it is fine, but it's also also fine to like yeah. get, stay up late and do Rings of Power live call in shows where Matthew calls in and says yeah. what's up and Andrew calls in and we've got some of those guys that, like over here. It's just it's just great and where you guys write your stories and over the years I have met so many cool Star Wars fa- like fans and friends and yeah. what have you. It's just been awesome and i would never i don't know i'm always going to go to star wars celebration we're going this year to london to london like it's just so it's a part of our life i want to take my kids there i want them to grow up as jedi you know so yeah we already have like uh, little ewok costumes planned but oh yeah oh boy oh boy (laughs) we're crazy we are crazy so Anyway, friends, hey, uh, appreciate you guys. A little bit of a longer episode for us. Uh, just wanted to kind of get into Tales of the Jedi, talk about Andor, get your guys' transmissions read. Mm-hmm. Had some theories there for you. Uh, we love you guys, and we want you to to keep listening. Hit the subscribe button. We want you to um, write that review if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, going please over write and, us a review. Yeah, That'd it, be so it, nice. it just helps. It really does help the podcast. It helps put us a little bit higher in the rankings and all that kind of stuff. So if you get a chance, yeah, that uh, can even be something like, oh, what you would like to hear from us more, or you yeah, know, it doesn't have just, to be some some high praise. You can just be like, hey, great podcast, or or like, or hey, it's great podcast, but you guys can improve on this, and yeah. and that's fine because down the line we will kind of continue to do those things. And now we feel like we have more time to go into the yep. shows and like do rewatches of them and and just get back after. So um, real quick, also, we're going to be posting all of the Rebels rewatch 
season one. We, we pre-recorded that this summer, this yep. past summer. So we got all that out there for you guys. I'm going to be releasing one a day, mm -hmm. okay? So you guys mm -hmm. are going to get all of that. So that way Lottie and I can, can get back into live recordings for season yes. two. So season one was pre-recorded, but then season, uh, season two is going to be right now here in the fall getting back after did we record the first episode of season two we did one and two we did okay. we did okay. one and two so then once we uh we'll get into three and four and we'll kind of go from there sounds so, good to me yeah all right friends well, hey uh thanks so much again send that transmission i promise you i'll read it on the show send that to star wars hangout 77 uh appreciate you sending it there because then i can kind of organize it in files and folders and whatnot so just send that to star wars hangout 77 at gmail.com uh we'll get that read on the show for you and uh friends with that as always May the force be with you. Hey friends, thanks for listening to this week's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave us that review, check out our extra episodes on Patreon and Apple Premium. This is the way. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.